a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good friend of the program, has a big playoff game coming up on Saturday. It is Coach Jay Hill. Coach Hill, good morning, man. How are you? Yeah, good morning. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. All right, so you guys get set now for a playoff game against Kennesaw State. And the first thing everybody talks about is, ooh, a triple option attack. This is nothing you guys haven't seen before with your battles against Cal Poly and all of that stuff. So what has it been about preparing for this attack that has made your team successful? Well, we've had a scheme that we've run against this attack for a long time. We feel like we're pretty good at coaching it. Uh, we, we see the intricacies of the option um, at least once a year right now. So our players get used to defending it. Now, this is a little bit of a different animal just because they're playing with a different kind of athlete at certain spots. Uh, and right now they lead the nation in rushing. So we got our work cut out for us for sure. Uh, this is a good team coming in here, but... We also like the matchup because it's down and dirty and it's grinder football that we've been good at. That's for sure. Now, Connor Mortensen has been a big reason why your team has been good defensively against the option, from what a number of coaches have told me. They say he just simply runs all the way to one side or runs all the way to the other and just goes nonstop 100 miles an hour. This is a guy that just had to find a, a way to get on the field there at some point and has proven to be valuable for your program. Do you get the sense that this is the type of guy that has had as big an influence as anybody when it comes to being what it takes to just sacrifice to be on the field? Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's Connor Morrison to a T. He's tougher than nails. He runs great. He's very physical. So, I mean, that's what you want at that running safety spot. It's like uh, way back in the day, you know, when we were at the University of Utah and Morgan Scally played that free safety spot, and, and he was absolutely phenomenal because he was so tough and so physical. And he'd just run down and just knock the crap out of the pitch player. Well, Connor's very similar to that, just physical, tough, grinder kid that, you know, you want in that spot. All right, now, do you, did you do the same thing that, like, Ron McBride or Kyle Whittingham would do uh, during your camp? Did you have a week where you prepped for uh, facing the option because they knew they had Air Force on the schedule? Yeah, so in camp, we always take one day of fall camp and prep for the option. So one day in fall camp, and then we do uh, and maybe a half a practice in spring ball as well just to keep the players polished up on those rules. It's important because if you think about it, I mean, it's, it's almost a tenth of your season that you're, you're facing, and so mm-hmm. we dedicate about the same amount of time in fall camp and spring ball to, 
to that scheme. Coach Jay Hill joins us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. The playoffs are here. And, Coach, you um, during the bye week, of course, you want health to be handled. You want academics to be taken care of. What else did you feel like you were able to get done during that that bye week to help your team now get set uh, for this game Saturday and hopefully for beyond? Sure. I mean, I think one of the important things is to keep your throw game sharp. So we practiced Monday and Tuesday of the bye week, and then we let them go home for Thanksgiving. We actually brought them back for a Saturday night practice because I wanted to simulate them playing a game on Saturday. Um, and the other thing, I just wanted them to have to go out and throw in the cold. So we practiced Saturday night. It was about 20 degrees outside. We were under the lights, and it was fun. Uh, I, I, I was actually very pleased with the way the team handled it and the way we threw the ball with efficiency because Quite frankly, it was an ice rink out there. But we might get a game like that in the playoffs, and it might be that way Saturday uh, based on the weather. And we got to be ready for it. And so we take advantage of those opportunities. Well, last year your quarterback was really learning so much so fast. And when it comes to postseason, it was more about the timely throws uh, than maybe having some of the consistent throws. Do you feel like this time around uh, he's much better in position to make the big throw more consistently uh, than, say, he did a year ago? Well, I know yesterday in practice, he threw, he wrote some things in there that were absolutely outstanding. And, you know, Jay Constantine last year was a first, he was a first year quarterback in the mm-hmm. system. And now he, now he started a bunch of games. He's a second year guy. He just continues to get better and better. Um, he knows the expectations now offense. And like I say, you just watch that every year that, you know, some of the top quarterbacks in the country, most of the time, those guys are veteran dudes that have been around and, um, I, th- I think Jake fits right there in that boat where he's just getting better and better still. Coach, you, uh, I know you have your, your focus dialed in on your team. Right now, Utah gets set to face uh, Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. There's the possibility of them going to a much smaller playoff, only four teams at the FBS level. But with what that team's accomplished and what's happened there with Utah football, uh, you've been a part of that, you've been around that, and helping it build at one point to help it what it's become today. How much pride do you take in what's happened in this state with college football and specifically with that program? Well, a lot. One, because I played there. And, um, you know, your, your alma mater is still your alma mater. And there were so many special memories that I have of that university from playing and coaching that, you know, I want them to win it all. And I think they're good enough to. Mm-hmm. They need to, you know, obviously take care of business this week, but man, they're so disciplined and the coaches have done such a phenomenal job down there of, you know, getting the offense and the defense on the same page. That That is a legit top five big time contender team, in my opinion. And I'm excited to watch where they go because I think they're really, really phenomenal talent wise and Super, super well coached. Were, were there times when you were there, this is a Pac-12 program at the time, kind of learning its way to get the depth that it needed, all the recruiting it needed. When you looked at the local talent and the plan of attack that was there, could you sense that something like this would be possible in the future and that it would just take some time and and uh, and, and working out all the things that it takes to become a great team? Oh, yeah. And I, I remember Coach Witt saying – at one time, we can we can win a national championship here. Now we're in the Pac-12. We can recruit the way we want. We can win a national championship here. And you know, obviously, with with the coaching that they have, they they do they have an opportunity to do that. And you knew they were only going to get better and better with with the recruiting that they can do there and the caliber coaching 
that they have, they were only going to get better and better. So it's exciting to watch it, you know, right now come to a head. And uh, I, I, I can't wait to watch them in this deal because I think they're just going to get better and better as the year goes on. It was back in your first year there at Weber. I'm doing a game on the sidelines. Um, there was a, a running back who had done really well in some of the previous weeks. And all of a sudden he wasn't on the field. No one could find him. Or I, I, nobody could find him on the field. Sideline, he was there. He was dressed. Everything was fine. And I had everybody in my ear, producers and everyone, saying, what's going on with this player? What's the story? What's the story? What's the story? And I'm trying to figure out what the story is. So I find Quinton Ganther at halftime. And Quinton said, yeah, he's not playing because he doesn't do a few other really key things, blah, blah, blah. He breaks down some fundamentals. He said, we've been talking to him about that. And he said, no, no, the new rule around here is it is not okay to not do your job. And he told me... Step one towards winning is we got to eliminate losing. And he walked away from me at halftime. <laughs> and I thought, wow. So step one of winning is eliminating losing. What has been the key to getting your program to contender status the way, say, Utah has been able to get their program to con- uh, contender status? Because I'm sure there are plenty of steps along the way before it arrives to this. Well, first and foremost, you got to have the players, right? I mean, the you can't, it's hard to win without great players. And we've got great players here now. And you've seen the same thing at the University of Utah. It comes with recruiting. And the better your players, the better you got a chance to be. And then once you got good players, you got to obviously got to add discipline. You got to add toughness. You got to, uh, like Quinton said, you got to, to win, you got to not lose. So you watch every, every week and college football teams go out there and turn it over five times and they end up losing. And, or you get you get a pump block and turned over three more times, you're probably going to lose. And uh, that's just part of that discipline. It's part of the belief. It's part of trusting the program and the coaches. I, I think we've got better in all those areas and are still looking to improve. Obviously, we've not arrived yet, or we'd be sitting here like North Dakota State with seven national championships in the last eight years. We, we are far from where we want to be, and uh, it's a constant battle each day to find ways to get better. All right, Coach, lastly for you, keys to the game to come away with a win. So when we talk to you next week, we're talking about another game. Uh, what are the keys to this uh, game coming up on Saturday? Well, it's pretty simple. We've got to take care of the ball on offense, and we got to stop the run on defense. If we do those two things, we will, we will like the outcome. All right, Coach, you're the man. Best of luck to you, and I'll look forward to talking to you soon. All right, appreciate it. You bet, man. Thank you. That's Coach Jay Hill right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. When we come back, we'll have the audio fault, and we will get you ready for the shoot-around show. This is Tony in Austin, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.